Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words, a place for women in business to learn more about health, beauty, body language, and communication. I'm Christine Brunelli, chiropractor and former beauty salon owner turned certified image consultant, helping you glow from the inside out. Do you glow when you use profanity? How does it feel when you're around a professional that uses profanity? And what does it feel like if you are around someone in their workplace and they use profanity? Okay, this is the communication piece. I have some things to share with you that you might not know and find surprising and super fun. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You already know this, but the name of this podcast is called Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F Words. And that was a play on words Like in the very beginning, if you go way back two years ago, I did podcast episodes that were about fitness, friendship, fun, all different F words. It wasn't profanity. But when it says F word in the title, people think that, right? They think it's a profanity. It's a play on words with profanity. Well, I find myself two years later in a situation where I'm working on something I'm super excited about, by the way, I can't wait to share it with you. I'm working on a program that's coming soon, hopefully this fall. And someone said to me, as I'm working on naming this program, how is your client going to feel when they come out of the program? Because that helps you in determining a name. And I said, fabulous AF. And this was typing, this wasn't in in person. So if you don't know what AF stands for, this is a PG podcast, so I'm not going to swear because some of you I know listen to this podcast with your kids in the car, but it's as and then the F-bomb, okay? So fabulous as and then drop the F-bomb, okay? (laughs) And in conversation, people use it every day. They'll say that is you know, fabulous as, or that's wrong as, you know, they'll use the F-bomb and it puts an exclamation point right there. You know what it means, right? It just puts a stake in the ground. And when I shared that that is how my clients feel when they're done working with me, especially in this program that I'm putting together, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But that is how they're going to feel. They're going to feel like they can take on the world, like Wonder Woman energy and power and fierceness. And I threw that word, that name out to my audience on social media. I have done polls and this is the feedback. I like it because that's how I want to feel, but I don't affiliate myself with anything like that because it sounds unprofessional. And so it's taken me on a little bit of a journey of, okay, so this is interesting. Like they want that feeling, they identify with it, but it feels unprofessional to be affiliated with something that's using, even if it doesn't say the word, the F-bomb, it's implying that that's what it means. They don't want to be affiliated with it. And my friend, if you are in business, you have to listen to your audience because that's who they want to follow you and they want to work with you. They're telling you what they want. And so, you know, if I wanted to attract people that use profanity, and they love it, I could use that word, no question. But I already have spent a lot of time, you know, nurturing an audience and building an audience. And in my real world, my real life, I don't use profanity. Sometimes I will, you know, say a few things like, I I, I can't use it because (laughs) you have kids in the car. But there's sometimes a word will slip out. But I am not one. Like my kids, when the first time they heard me say any four-letter word, they were like, 
oh my gosh, Jesus is coming back. Like what is happening? Mom said a bad word. (laughs) And it was that profound for them. They still remember it. That's how rarely I use profanity. So for my audience, when I had a word, fabulous AF, that to them was a shocker. It didn't feel on brand. It wasn't my voice even though they understood what it meant, they liked the implication of what it meant, it's causing me to reevaluate. And I started throwing it out there to other colleagues. And this is all going to come back to you in just a second, but other entrepreneurs, people that are more successful than me, people that are, you know, building their businesses in the same place as me. But I was surprised to learn that there were people that didn't know what AF stood for. Now, if you didn't and you're listening, well, you're not alone. So I was just, I thought, you know, that's a vernacular that I see a lot. I've seen it used. I've heard it often. And I thought, okay, now I'm seeing that there are women that don't even know what this means. So I'm still trying to decide what to do with that fabulous AF name. I might drop it. I don't know. But it brought me to an internal conversation that I I want to share with you because how important is it to stay away from profanity as a professional or as an entrepreneur in your workplace? And there are like, there's no middle ground on this. People are either yay or nay. And I thought, you know, for me, I had a very professional, respectful workplace in my brick and mortars, in my chiropractic offices, in my salon, we didn't carry ourselves in a way or speak in a way that used profanity. It just didn't happen because elegant women, you know, yes, elegant women probably swear under their breath, but if we wanted to have them rise, stand taller, feel more beautiful, feel empowered without having to use that language, then we wouldn't use that language, right? So I did a little deep dive into profanity in the workplace or as an entrepreneur or in the marketing material you might be using. Now, you may have already decided, I just don't swear and I'm not going to use profanity because it's not me and it's not on my brand, so it wouldn't make sense. Well, it's not on brand for me either, but my audience identified with it immediately like that. They knew what fabulous AF meant and they wanted to feel that way. They just didn't like that I was using the word. And so it's a little bit of a shocker, right? It's like, why you're professional and polished and why would you use that? So it's interesting to see how your words have so much power and they can work for you or against you. So I want to play with how do we express ourselves without using profanity and is it okay to ever use profanity in a work situation? Now, I don't know that I would say it's ever okay to use profanity in your copy, in what's written, like on your website. I don't know. There's just something, I don't know. even know if there are websites that have, you know, unless they're like adult films, I don't know if there's anything that uses profanity. And it could be, it could be out there. I'm just not aware of it. But real estate agents, doctors, dentists, uh, beauty, beauty industry, you know, maybe products or anything like that, f- dressing, fashion, all of that stuff that I'm in, I don't see profanity. I don't see it in the wording of any of their marketing materials. That doesn't mean the people that are putting it together don't use profanity behind the scenes. But when we're talking about what you're putting out there in the world, 
This also includes your social media captions. So if you're swearing a whole bunch in social media captions, using profanity a whole bunch, is that something that is on brand for you? Is it attracting your clients or is it hurting you? So I, this is what I want to share. I did a little deep dive into profanity to find out how is it perceived. And this is the first thing in CareerBuilder on CareerBuilder.com. They say people who use profanity in the workplace, in their emails, and in conversation, in anything, in their copy, their captions, in their social media, they're less likely to be promoted. You are seen as lacking maturity to have a better vocabulary. Interesting. All right. It's interesting because Psychology Today did a study that said people with high IQs and great vocabularies use profanity. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait, what? But your perception, the people who are deciding whether you should get a raise or get a promotion, perceive it as you're lacking maturity and you don't have a high enough IQ, so you use these words. I wonder how you feel about it. Let me tell you some of the good things about profanity. Some of the things that have been done as far as studies, they took a group of people and put their hands in ice water, like freezing, freezing cold ice water. And one group had to say a neutral word over and over and over again when the hands were in the water in that initial pain. And the other group got to say whatever four-letter words they wanted to over and over again. Who do you think tolerated the pain better? It's the people that use the profanity. There was some type of connection, whether it was cathartic, it did some type of a release in the neurochemicals, something helped them tolerate the ice bath longer using profanity versus a neutral word. Interesting, but we label profanity as unprofessional. But here's something where it's showing that we can tolerate more pain when we use it. Is that kind of interesting to you? Like science is saying using profanity can help you manage pain, but you shouldn't use it in the workplace because it's not professional. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, marijuana helps you manage pain and you can't use it at work either. So maybe there's that whole connection. Maybe there is something to this that I'm just uncovering that doesn't, you know, I'm thinking it doesn't make sense when really it does. But here's another study that was done. They took people uh, bicycling against resistance with their hands squeezing this monitor, and they had to bicycle really hard. Same study, same type of concept, where one group could use profanity and the other group couldn't. And do you know what the results were? Of course you do. The results were that the people that could use profanity had more strength and more endurance. Now, I do not want to say that using profanity is the same as using a medicinal like uh, CBD or marijuana for pain, but it has the same outcome, right? There's, some, there's no scientific correlation yet that using profanity has the same effect as using a medicinal, but it has, you know, on the neurochemical level, but it's having the same results in some ways. So it's really interesting. Now, here's another thing, pro-profanity. Some, you know, the argument that the careerbuilder.com says you're viewed as less professional and not having a maturity and a big vocabulary if you use profanity. Another study was done to try to combat that. And it turns out that they found that quite simply 
There's a positive correlation between vocabulary size and the ability to use profanity in other situations. They were able to generate more words in general and were able to also generate the most curse words, disproving the poverty of vocabulary myth. That's from Psychology Today. So I just think it's interesting that the perception is if we use profanity in our work, in our marketing, in any of our professional settings, it's seen as lack of maturity, lack of vocabulary, lack of professionalism. But we have all of this information out there. There's even another study that I I don't have with me to cite, but that says people with high IQs use profanity. So intelligent people, people with robust vocabularies, people that have better endurance and strength or muster the endurance and strength use profanity. So what does that mean for us? What does this mean for us as women in business? Is it okay? Is it okay to go out there and use profanity in we're in our workplace. How are we viewed if, you know, our dentist drops a tool while they're working on us and they drop an F-bomb or a swear word? <laughs> Has that even happened to you? It's never happened to me. I actually had a dentist drop a tiny little something that fell down my blouse and he turned like 10 shades of red and said, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to step out. And he was very professional about it. If he had said, Oh, and dropped a four-letter word, I'm so sorry. It probably would have been appropriate, but not professional. That's my opinion. Now, where do demographics fall into play? That's the next thing. So who is your target audience? If you're reaching millennials and younger, there's a good chance you can use some profanity and get away with it. Gen X and older That's where we were a little more formal in how our upbringing was. And you used Mr. and Mrs. and you didn't swear. (laughs) And so, you know, instead of, you know, saying the word hell, it was H-E double toothpicks. You know, like that's how you were taught to get around swearing. And so it does depend on who your audience is. So maybe... If you work with young people, maybe your business has something to do with, you know, training or targeting or servicing people that are millennials and younger. I still don't think you probably want to use it on your website, maybe, maybe not even on your social media captions, but in your conversations with them, you could probably get away with it. I don't think it should be every other word because you want to give them something to aspire to. They're not going to want to aspire to a buttoned-down, seemed up too uptight kind of person in those demographics, but at the same time, they do want to know that you have a broader vocabulary than four-letter words. If your target audience is like mine, midlife female entrepreneurs or women in business, some of mine don't even know what AF stood for. So I am learning now as I move forward, I have to really think through each word matters. Every word we use matters. I would never use profanity in person. I never did it in my business. I never did it in staff meetings. I I didn't do it raising my kids. I am not someone who uses it. So that brings me to my final point. Do you have a voice for your brand? What is your voice? Have you ever thought about it? 
What is your brand voice? I went on a website that helped me determine my brand voice. And what you do is it's like an uh, AI website. And I think it's called app.copy.ai. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. App.copy.ai slash brand voice. And what you do is take an email you've sent or take... Um, any copy you've ever written. And if, you have, if you're not in the online marketing place and you don't know what I mean by copy, copy is just the words that you use to teach, educate, empower, inspire the people that you serve. Copy is words, okay? So take whatever copy or words you've used in an email, in a social media post, in something you've done on the work level, and you plug it in to a blank space on this copy.ai app.copy.ai site, and it gives you, it regurgitates what your brand voice is. And for me, it came out as, uh, I can't, I don't have the exact words, but these, these are some of the words, professional, compassionate, elegant, with a touch of glamour which I thought was really interesting. Um, So compassionate, I love that it pulled compassionate, direct. I think direct or frank, something was in there because I am a straight shooter. Like I will tell it the way it is, but I don't use profanity to do it. But there's some aspiration to it because I, I find words to express myself to help a woman level up, right? Step up into the best version of you. So if you want to know your brand voice, Take some of your copy, go to that app and just have some fun with it. It will tell you. ChatGBT will do the same thing. I found this one to be, um, ChatGBT has not nailed my brand voice down very well. So I'm, I'm, I'm not having, I'm not getting along with it right now, but this other one I got along great with and I loved the answer that generated because it did feel like me. So what is your voice? And would you shock your audience if you used profanity or would you shock your audience if you used like amazing vocabulary that you pulled out of, you know, maybe you're studying and reading more and your vocabulary has changed and they'd be like, wait, this is how you speak? Nobody says the word keen anymore. Why are you using the word keen? (laughs) I'm using that as an example, but do you see what I mean? You need to be authentic to you, but at the same time, be perceived how you want the people that you're serving to perceive you. That's your brand. If you're going to be swearing up and down all over the place, then your brand can be perceived as cheap, sadly. Even though all of the things I just shared, high IQ, it can help you endure pain, it can give you more endurance and strength, it's still viewed in the business world as it cheapens you. So how can you overcome that if you use profanity? I think you're going to have to be very careful and selective in how and where you use it. For me, I am not letting go of Fabulous AF yet. What I might do, I'm really playing around with it, is use it for short-term sprints, meaning Fabulous AF by New Year's Eve or Fabulous AF by Summer, where my audience can work with me in a 90-day time period instead of a longer commitment. I might do something like that. And yes, it will attract people that, you know, maybe aren't offended by it. And they're not going to be not offended if I don't use profanity. That's the one thing you want to keep in mind. Profanity can offend and repel a certain audience. But if you don't use it, they're not going to be repelled by you. That's, that's the thing. So you really have to think about how to use it if it is part of your vernacular to let it be authentic to your brand, 
while you still nurture and keep your audience. Okay, my friends, I hope this helped you today. I would love your feedback. If you have any comments about this, shoot me an email, info at christinebrunelli.com, because I would love to hear your thoughts. Until next time, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day. 